Hi everyone, my name is Monsieur Wete and this is the Money Matters podcast. We are looking at budgeting. Uh, the first segment we, we had an introduction to budgeting. The next one looked at the income. So it looked at how to put your income figures together and also what you can do to increase your income or to boost your income if you were in a situation where your income was less than your expenses. In this segment, we're going to look at um, expenses. We're going to be looking at your various um, expenses and also would consider what to do if your income is less than your expenses. So ways of reducing your expenses um, so that you can at least have a balanced budget, if not a surplus. So. Um, in the in the introduction, we talked about getting all your bank statements together and making the note of you know all your expenditure. So I'm hoping that you've been able to get all your bank statements together and you have an idea of how much you're spending, you know, and what you're spending your money on. So um, ideally, you would have your things like your mortgage or your rent. You have things like your council tax. You have utilities, which will be electricity, gas, water. Um, you have your phone bill um, or broadband. Some have broadband and phone bills as one item. Others might have them as separate. You have your mobile phone bill as well. Um, some people do pay as you go. Some are monthly contracts. Um, you have um, things like you know groceries so for groceries it could be a bit difficult um especially depending on um where and how you shop so for groceries and also household items so you have how much you would spend on feeding and then you have things like you know the the things you need your toiletries and then you need things you need for cleaning the house as well and i would put all of that under groceries just to make it easier but if you if you have a if you have detail and you know exactly how much you spend for each of those items you can separate them but i personally would put all of that together because chances are you're buying all those items from the same source or maybe from tesco or asda or Sainsbury's or Lidl or Aldi, you know, or Savers or whatever. But usually a lot of those items you get when you go shopping. And then you have things like your travel. Um, so if you use public transport, you could have maybe a, a travel card that you pay for monthly, maybe annually, or you just top up as and when you need because you don't travel that often. If you have a vehicle, you would have things like your fuel, um, you have your road tax, um, your MOT is probably once a year, you service your car at least once a year. And sometimes if you're lucky, when you service is when you carry out any maintenance that needs to be done to your vehicle. And then that's when you re replace your tires and things like your brake pad and all of that. Um, and then you could have, so if you have children, um, you also have things if, if, if they, you know, you might have some of you might pay school fees, others would pay for school meals, 
you know and maybe they have um extra curricular activities so maybe music dance lessons football club you know or um, language lessons or language school so you have all of that for your children then you have things like clothing um clothing for yourself for members of your family you know um and then you have things like um um presents for your children um sorry not for your children for birthdays so if you are if you your your friends are having their birthday they're getting married wedding anniversaries and stuff like that so gift items um that you would buy as presents for them then you have leisure so some of you would have things like netflix or prime amazon prime um you have um, maybe you go to the movies you eat out however number of times in a month or the week um and you know for others you have things like parking where you park your vehicle you know and the list just goes on so basically again you would have in the in, when we were discussing income you would have decided how you want to keep a record of your expenses so whether you're using a notebook you're using a spreadsheet on your computer on your phone on your tablet you're using an app or you're using a software you know so you, you you what you do is again you keep a record you list all these various expenses how much you spend on them where possible you can say how often you spend you know this this how often you spend you know this thing so, so for like groceries for example it could be weekly it could be twice a week it could be monthly you know you record all of that and record also how the money goes out whether by standing order whether by direct debit whether it's cash you know yeah and the other thing as well is that for some of those expenses um you they, you might have set up a standing order so so things like your home insurance the vehicle insurance life insurance if you have one um all those insurances would go out by direct debit some of them it will be cheaper if you pay for them up front so you don't have to pay the extra admin fee for having to pay monthly so some of them charge interest up to six percent if you have to pay monthly um some of them don't but a lot of them do um so it works out cheaper if you can pay it up front so if you're not already paying it up front and you're paying it monthly if you do have a surplus income what you might want to consider doing is to start putting aside a little bit so that when those insurances come for renewal you have enough to pay for them up front and thereby you're saving extra money so up to six percent six percent you could be saving for paying for your insurances up front rather than paying for it monthly um yeah so and then you also have um <clears throat> things like your rent your mortgage you know there's some organizations that would allow you you know set up standing orders for them some would insist it has to be by direct debit but i know that there's some bank accounts that give you cash back if you set up direct debits to pay this kind of expenses so if you have one of those bank accounts it might be worthwhile changing your standing orders to a direct debit just to enable you you know 
um, take advantage of the the cashback. It's not a lot of money, but in a year it could be up to a hundred, maybe two hundred pounds. You know, of course you have to pay for those kind of services, but you, normally the more direct debits you have set up, um, the more money you make, and it then pays for itself. So you end up with extra income. So that's something that you might want to consider with you know with those um, expenses. And then with regards to your food bill, um, again, what you can do is you can work out what you buy. So there was a time I went through my 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 cabinets in the kitchen. And I had to throw away a lot of food. So I had flour in there that was out of date. I had pasta because over the years, um, no one had had it. You know, um, uh, I couldn't have it. It wasn't good for me. And I stopped having it and nobody else wanted it. So it'd been, it had been there for a very, very long time. And I cleared out my cupboard and my cupboard was, almost, it looked like it was bare before it was so full, you know, food stuff that I couldn't have. And a lot of it over the years had expired. So to manage your budget and to really manage your food expenses, what you might want to do is go through your cupboard and see if there are items there, you know, that, you know, are nearing expiring date and, you know, items that you can have now. So rather than going out and stocking up on new food um, items you could actually use what you have in your in your cupboards you know to cook and all you just have to do is maybe buy one or two items to go with it so for example if you have pasta maybe you can buy some mince you know and some pasta sauce to make a bolognese rather than just leaving the pasta there until it you know it, it passes best before date and then you have to throw it out and you can do the same for items in your fridge as well so you might have some veggie a lot of people don't like having their veggie but you could you know you could add that to a meal you could make a casserole for example so all you have to do is buy a bit of chicken or beef you know and add it to the casserole and make a healthy meal you know for the family and so you you don't end up spending as much on your food bill but also the the trick you know i like i said before i'm a cap money coach and what i find is that for people that spend cash um if you if you decide that you're going to spend a certain amount of, of cash every week so when you go for your shopping you make a list you know as you're going through the week you you have a shopping list i put mine on the fridge and you begin to list the things that you've run out of the things you desire to buy and just before you go shopping you just have a walk through go through the you know the cupboard go through your fridge you know um go through your bathroom and see if there's anything that you might need before your next shopping trip and you add that to the list and so when you go shopping you make sure that you do not buy anything other than what is on that list so the idea is to help you keep within your budget so you you try to help you you know make sure that you're not overspending and you're not buying things that you don't need a lot of us when we go shopping we see the buy one get one free we didn't even intend to buy that item but because the price looks so good i would think oh 
it's only until a certain day after that day it's going to be expensive we buy it and then we buy it, we put it in the cupboard and that's the end of it we never use it and it ends up in the bin so you do a shopping list and when you go shopping you do not you know deviate from that your shopping list and if there's anything that you need you know that you were not able to get on this trip guess what you start a new shopping list and you add those items to that list you know as the week goes by you begin to add up you know add to that list add more items to that list you know again before you go shopping you have a walk through the house any other thing that you think you might need before your next shopping trip you add on to that and what that does is it helps you you know keep your spending in check now someone would say to me oh what if i run out of something in that time so obviously you are accountable to yourself you are allowed obviously if you run out of milk <laughs> or sugar to go into the corner store to buy the sugar but when you're buying you know be very mindful and you know try and buy the cheapest one possible and when i say cheap i'm not saying cheap in quality but quantity so you're not spending too much on it so that when you go on your next shopping trip you can then buy the normal quantity that you would normally buy and you don't run out as quickly and then also you, you need to kind of like have an understanding of how much you're using so you know how often you need to stock up on those particular items so you don't end up running out during the week and doing shopping when you don't need to but also one thing that you can do is say you have a budget of 50 pounds a week for example when you go shopping if you don't spend the entire 50 pounds you still have 10 pounds you know for that week that you can spend so if there are any emergencies you can spend that 10 pounds you can spend that 10 pounds and that would help you as well to meet any emergencies and so the, the thing is what do you then do with it 10 pounds if you didn't end up spending that 10 pounds during the week so that's 10 pounds savings of on your feeding budget for that week that you haven't spent you can do one of two things you can add that 10 pounds to your next week's shopping if you think your shopping is going to be beyond that set um, that week's set amount or you can actually put it in a savings account so if your budget is a balanced budget that's where the income is more than the expenses this is a, a, an extra 10 pounds you can then set aside and put in savings you know but if your income does not exceed your expenses and you're having a deficit then obviously that's 10 pounds you can use to help you pay other expenses on your budget so basically it's going to reduce your um, the difference between your income and your expenditure so you're beginning to get into a good place the other things you can do with your expenses are looking at your bills so i for example i tend to review my utility providers every 18 to 24 months so i i um would go on websites like USwitch, Money Experts, you know, go compare Money Supermarket, 
you know, to see if I can get a better deal on my home insurance or my car insurance, you know, on my home emergency um, insurance. So I go on there, I check. There was a year <clears throat> when I was checking, my home insurance provider actually provided home emergency um, insurance. So that saved me about 240 that year because normally I would have paid 20 pounds for the home emergency insurance on a monthly basis. But because my home provider provided that, you know, and that was included in my insurance and I was already saving like a hundred pounds in the year for that insurance. That was a huge, huge savings for me. So what I did was I just took that amount and I put it in my savings account and that went, you know, towards my emergency fund. So yeah, so that's what you do. So you, you, you check your providers, your energy providers, your electricity, gas. Sometimes it's better to do dual energy. So make sure that your energy provider is offering you a good deal to have both the gas and electricity with them. Sometimes it's not. It's better to, to do it separately, to have different providers for both bills. You know, but all you have to do a lot of times is you put in the figures. You know, you get when you get your bill, you put the figures into the website you can either say how much you, you how much you're spending or you can say how much kilowatts that you're using and it work it out for you whether you can get it cheaper sometimes you save a lot you can save as much as 200 pounds and sometimes it's just maybe 20 30 pounds but that 20 30 pounds you put you can put into your savings account i would advise that you do not um don't be economical in putting in the figures try as much as possible to put in accurate figures because what you could have is you could start with a bill where they say oh we're gonna save you 30 pounds and because you've not told them exactly how much you're using when you get your bill it works out more expensive than you started with so it's usually a good idea you know for you to be certain that the figures you're putting into um, this price comparison website are actually correct because that's the best that's the way you take ad- you can take advantage of the discounts that you're getting by shopping around the other thing as well is to make sure that you're always sending them meter readings a lot of people think you know um, they're being wise by not sending meter readings or oh, I just pay 30 pounds a month and that's it and they never send meter reading the thing is when they do send someone around to take the meter reading if you've been using more than they've estimated you're going to end up with a huge huge bill that will end up being a headache because they would come after you they're not they would not allow you spread that cost over more than maybe three or four months so always take your meter readings send it to them that way you have accurate readings and in the same vein you know watch how you use your utilities so turn off the lights turn off sockets so if you're if you're not in the room and you don't have anything that needs to be on while you're in the room not just turn off the light turn off the sockets as well so the the sockets that maybe powers your um your tablets your phone that you use for charging your 
gadgets in the evening you're not using it during the day turn it off you know if you're not watching the tv don't just turn it off um you know with the remote turn off the switch at the back and so that the only things that are on are things that need to be on so things like your fridge for example needs to be on um what else i can't i can't think of any other thing that needs to be on maybe your internet connection maybe that needs to be on as well other than that anything that does not need to be on you know switch it off not just from the, you know from the gadget itself but from the socket um i'm not sure how much we can save um doing that but i'm told you know it's a bit um yeah and then for gas you know um i always tell my children use the small but if you're cooking with a small pot use the small burner if you're cooking with a big pot use the big burner it's not the intensity of the fire that will make your food cook quicker the heat that comes from the the the, the burner you know your food will only take whatever it heat it needs to cook so you, you don't use the the biggest burner for a small pot because you're trying to boil an egg is not going to make a difference you're just wasting gas so be mindful of how you spend these things you know um with your water bill same thing you know um i'm with Thames water i don't know whether other water providers have a similar scheme but Thames water has a lot of money saving gadgets so they have things that you can put in your water system that will reduce the amount of water that comes through when you flush um, and you still get a good good flush so it just reduces the amount of water but the job is still done you know they have this timer that you can use when you're in the shower and they've got um things that you can put on your tap that makes you know makes air come out with the water so you have the same pressure but you're not using as much water you know and then you might also want to consider using you know water softeners to so that you you're not um wasting a lot of water you know obviously because when things you know when things have lime scale on them you have to wash them but if there's no lime scale up you might just need to rinse them you know and you don't have too much lime scale you don't have to clean too much and all of that so if if, if uh, you can afford a water softener or look at water softener options so putting like water softener tablets in your laundry in your dishwasher so that your 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 um, crockery when you wash them you know they come out cleaner and they last longer and your clothes as well your washing machine doesn't break down um quickly because of the crust of the lime scale to the elements and all of that so yeah those are things that you could do that would help you with your water bill with the fuel um you know for your vehicle what you could do is you could you know the, the a lot of this um companies have um loyalty cards you know where they give you points so you spend 50 50 pounds in the supermarket you get 1p or maybe 5p off every liter of fuel that you buy and they send you vouchers at the end of the month you know if you if you spend a lot you could end up having maybe five pounds ten pounds of your shopping in a month and that's a lot so if you're someone that spends maybe 50 60 pounds on shopping in a month and someone sends you 10 pounds that's a lot of money off 
you know so you might want to consider subscribing to all these um, loyalty cards all these store cards where they give you points for spending money you know that would help as well um also um things to look at uh when it comes to your your repairs your vehicle repairs what i what i've found is it's actually cheaper for you to replace parts just before they're going to break down the question is how do you know they're going to break down so basically the manufacturers have like they would have set a certain number of miles where after which you need to replace those parts because anytime after that the the the, the those parts could fail and then the cost of repairing then becomes quite expensive because the parts itself is not that expensive it's a cost of labor so if your mechanic is replacing those parts while they're doing their normal servicing it works out cheaper than you doing your servicing two three months later you bring in the vehicle they're still going to replace the parts but they're charging you extra for the labor so if it's planned it works out a whole lot cheaper than if your vehicle breaks down and then you take it in plus the inconvenience you know of towing your vehicle to the mechanic you know if, if if you even if you have a recovery you know they might take you there then you've got to find your way back home and all of that so um consider you know having a schedule of repair that coincides to when you're servicing your vehicle and so that means it also helps you plan you know for those things for so that when it happens you can you know when your servicing comes around you have a bit of money saved up that you can use to pay for those repairs so you don't really have you know a root shock um i know someone who buys his own parts and takes it to his mechanic because at the end of the day it doesn't really matter where the mechanic buys the parts from and he knows about cars though that's why he does that and it works out cheaper so he doesn't want the mechanic to add the premium of buying the parts you know to his bill so if if you know a lot about cars and you know where you can get parts from you can save a bit of money maybe not a lot but again like i said every penny helps you know just to be able to save a bit of money um the other thing you can do as well is if you have a garden you can grow some vegetables in your garden you can grow some fruits in your garden and when those fruits and veg are in season it means you don't have to buy them you know which then reduces your cost so gardening in itself is a form of exercise it's quite re relaxing it's quite therapeutic and you can you know you end up you have the benefit of having fresh veggie fresh fruits you know in your garden that you can you know you can use and obviously because you're not paying for them it's a lot it's a lot cheaper it's a lot cheaper for you so there's so many things you can do to try and reduce your expenses um something i've not talked about is about looking at things that you can cut out of your bills so um, there was a year when we had um, this vehicle recovery AA. So we signed up to AA for our vehicle. But my husband had a bank account that actually provided the exact same service. So we were paying, I think it was about £30 a month 
for AA to recover our vehicle if it broke down. And yet he was paying, uh, I think it was five pounds on his bank account and included um, vehicle recovery. So things like that, you can look, if, you're, if, you're, if you have an account where you pay a sum for them to offer you some services, you might want to look at the policy and see what's involved so you don't end up paying twice for the same thing also i normally pay insurance for my phone so when my kids were younger i used to let them play on my phone and i didn't want a situation where if they broke it i would be forced to either pay a lot to get the phone repaired or um you know have to get a new phone so i i would buy insurance with my phone but my husband refused to do the same and he was quite he's always been quite careful with his phone but on this particular occasion he lost in fact he just got the phone it was almost new i think he only had it for about a month or two and he lost his phone oh my god no insurance and we thought oh my god it's going to cost him how much to get a new phone however the policy he had on his account covered the loss of a mobile phone and so he was able to get, he was able to claim on that insurance and get his phone replaced. Um, so I now have a similar account and I think that's a lot cheaper than the amount I pay to insure my phone. So that's something that you might want to look at as well. So if, if you have, maybe your bank account covers the loss and replacement of a phone, but you're still taking out a separate insurance premium to cover that you might want to take those you know things out to save you a bit of money and then there's also the leisure aspect so a lot of people pay for gym you know they pay i don't know 20 30 pounds a month for gym they hardly ever go to the gym hardly ever go to the gym you know so you might also want to consider that you know and if you do need to go to the gym you know but you're trying to save money you might want to you know consider buying a second hand home gym equipment you know that you can put in your living room or maybe in the spare room or in your garage if you have one so that you don't have to pay that money you know you can buy second hand equipment or if a brand new equipment is not that expensive it's something that you can afford if you're going to be saving like 200 pounds a month you can use 100 pounds of that to buy a home gym equipment so that you don't have to go to the gym so you can save that money you know you look at um reducing the cost of your entertainment so for example if you're um maybe if you eat out once a week you might want to make that once every other week or even maybe once a month you know and the other three times you know do activities where you can still go out but things that don't cost you money so you can go for a walk for example you know you can you can rent a movie or borrow a movie from a friend and stay home buy some popcorn sit on your couch you know dim the lights make it look like a cinema and you know just stay home and have fun so you don't have to go spend 30 40 quid you know um on leisure activities so those are things that you can do to bring down the cost of your of your expenses your um, the, the total cost of your expenses so that you can make your expenses be in line with your income so you have a balanced a balanced budget and i mean there's a lot more i could talk about 
um, if, I, if there's something I've not addressed, maybe you've done all of that and your 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 budget is still not adding up. You're still in deficit you know um send me a message get in touch and we'll see what we can do to help you um again please share this information if you know anyone you know that this might help this um, podcast would help anyone that needs the information please share with your friends with your family members you know in your various groups um And if you have any questions, let us know. We'll see what we can do to help. Um, Thank you for listening. My name is Missy and this is the Money Matters Podcast.